Good morning, Cosmic Toolbox. It is March 27th. This is the weekend forecast, and it's a teensy bit light because we had some stuff happen here at home that was just so on point for the energies of this weekend. So just to kick things off, current, right, the current um, cosmic soup that we are in is, is I will say, interesting. <laughs> we, we're we're enjoying it, right? The sun is in Aries. The moon is in Virgo. Mercury is in Pisces. Venus is in Aries. Mars is in Gemini. Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius. Uranus and Taurus. Neptune in Pisces. Pluto and Capricorn. Chiron and Aries. So we kind of have um, this very interesting mix of of elements, right? We have a lot of fire and the overarching theme of the sun is fire. Um, but we also have this moon in Virgo getting ready to go into moon in Libra and, um, just this movement from earth and grounding to air and communication. And so we are in a cardinal sign, like the sun is in Aries and it is our cardinal cardinal fire. And then when the moon moves into Libra, we will be in cardinal air um, ruled by Venus. And so this weekend and into the beginning of next week, we will be seeing that, and it's so stereotypical to frame it like this, but it's something that everybody usually has heard in their life, right? Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I like to think of it more as like yin and yang, right? So um, the sun is going to be in Aries, which is a cardinal kickstart uh, beginning, right? Um, quality. And so the sun is going to be in Aries with all this action, 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 ruled by Mars, high energy, self-expression, getting our directions straight, getting <clears throat> new beginnings um kickstarting things that maybe have sputtered out, right? All the sun and vitality and fire and all of it is just moving, 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 moving. Then we have the moon, you know, more of our inner qualities, more of our emotional intuitive heart, more of our inner world, more of our yin, right? <laughs> so our yin of the world is going to be in Libra. And Libra is that cardinal air sign ruled by Venus. So we have that intuitive inner world having this major Libra energy, right? So, um, which is also a cardinal sign. It really kind of kickstarts a different um, season. And so, you know, it's, it's the same balancing. So like on this, in the Southern hemisphere, they're they're turning into fall, right? We're turning into spring. When we turn into fall here, we are in Libra, right? So it's that same sort of in-between period, the beginning of something different, um, equinox, balancing, right? All of that stuff is there. And so when the moon is in Libra, it's, it's this time of equality, emotional balance, bringing your relationships into the spotlight. A lot of... Um, a lot of your control issues can come to the surface when the moon moves into Libra. And it's a really good time to get reflective on that with Venus there, right? The binding force from within harmony, balance, right? Interconnectedness um, and, and, and feeling those things out and where are they at and the very depths of it, because we're also major, major, major activations happening. <clears throat> so it isn't enough, right? To just 
look at the sun and the moon. It's, it gives us good, good ideas of the overarching sort of energies. But when we have what we have brewing here, right, is the sun and the moon, right, opposing each other. The moon is in um, Libra ruled by Venus and the sun is in Aries ruled by Mars and they're on opposite sides of the chart, activating us from both sides, right? But what is interesting and what is part of the overarching theme is that the sun is not alone, right? So on the sun side, the sun is conjunct Venus. The sun is conjunct Chiron. Venus and Chiron are conjunct, right? And then on the opposite side of the birth chart or of the, of the day's chart, right? The moon is alone, totally alone over there. Nothing else major, right? Next to the moon, but is in trine, right? So in a positive flowing aspect to Pluto, And that, my friends, is is going to be what I believe to be the big theme of the weekend. I think that the sun is over there in Aries, kicking it with Venus and Chiron, getting us to feel our wounds, right? And getting us to figure it out with Venus, right? The interconnectedness, the love, the positioning, what do we really want? How do we really feel, right? All of this sun conjunct Venus energy is over there really kicking it up and Chiron is really there for it. And Venus and Chiron are sort of working together in that yin mother and, you know, wounded healer childhood stuff is going to come up. You may start to see things differently, right? Um, You may begin to see your childhood a little bit differently because the moon over there on the other side is working with Pluto to make you look at your structures, right? And bring balance and harmony to how you're reacting to your childhood, your base structures, how you've grown in the world. And it's really not enough to even stop there because we have Mars in Gemini trying Saturn in Aquarius. And so those two air signs, right? Mars is in air and Saturn is in air and that's all communication, thoughts, feelings. Um, and it's all working together to get us to right talk and shift and, um, dream a little bit because Mercury right now, not alone, (laughs) never, never alone. Mercury's in Pisces with Neptune, right? So Mercury is over there just kind of, um, right up against our dream life, our intuition, um, helping us to get that higher view, that psychic view more, right. Less of the just reactive energy. We're going to be digging a little bit deeper here. Um, getting a little bit, not even a little bit, a lot of bit emotional about it, right. Being able to communicate our emotions, getting able to dream and think about, a healing life on the other side of these emotions. So we have a lot of energy right now, literally getting us to just please do something with this, right? That's what it feels like the cosmos are saying to us. Please do something with this. (laughs) You have all of this, please do something, right? And, and it's not an, it's not a situation where you should feel floored by it. You should feel supported by it. It should feel like suddenly things make sense and you can move on it or suddenly your emotions make sense and, and you can talk about it. Um, 
suddenly maybe some of your childhood memories were choppy. Neptune's there to like help you fill in some of the gaps. Let's think about this. Let's talk about this. Let's journal about this. Mercury and Neptune are over there like, what else is possible, right? What else is possible? Get into it this weekend. Um, because Venus in Aries is movement. Venus in Aries is, is ready to love. Venus is not super like ready to be <laughs> in Aries ever, right? Venus is like, you know, um, all about balance and Aries is like move, right? So it's like, she wants you to move and get it too, so that she can just be done with this. Like think about, you know, when you have a big project and the very male energy of the house, not necessarily man energy, masculine energy of the home is like ready to finish this project. And the more feminine person in the house is like, but how is this going to feel when we're done? And maybe this isn't the right way. And do you think maybe we should move that couch again and just make sure we don't like it better on that wall? Right. And, and Aries is like, oh, just figure it out. Right. Like, so that's not necessarily a super harmonious energy, um, with <laughs> Venus over there, but the fact that Libra is in our, is, uh, our full moon is in Libra is going to bring that balance and harmony and help us provide some inner stability, um, with the focus on harmony and how do we feel about all of this? It's a very interesting weekend and it's a very interesting full moon. And I, I want to just put some things into your mind about more, a little bit more of what this could feel like, right. Um, in the overarching theme of 2021, right. This is our full moon. Um, our last one ever. No, this is our last where we will be in not the most intense moon type positioning. And what I mean by that is Technically, by some people's standards, this full moon on Sunday is a major supermoon, right? But not everyone, right? Um, the the term supermoon originated um, as people were trying to put into um, framework why some moons look so much bigger, right? And so um, this full moon is occurring when the moon is at 90% or greater of its closest approach to earth. Right. And, um, the only two super moons that fall into that category are in April and May, but other people, right. Cause no one ever agrees when it comes to astronomy or astrology. Um, there's an astronomer that defines a super moon a little differently. So it's a full moon at perigree within 90% of its closest approach to earth in a given orbit. Orbit. So that would give us four supermoons, right? Um, and then even beyond that, there's other people who say there's only three supermoons in 2021. So you will see it a little differently if you go out there into the great interwebs. This full moon on March 28th is going to feel like a supermoon, but it's going to be our last full moon that feels like a... Uh, super, <laughs> I'm trying to be really positive here. I'm just going to say, this is going to be our last full moon that feels like a normal full moon. It is going to be more intense. It is going to be bigger in the sky. It is technically compare, you know, like uh, defined by some people to be a super moon, but it's going to be very workable. Okay. This is a really workable full moon. When we get into April and May and June, those super moons are going to be 
in intense, right? And so one of the things that you want to really be thinking about, this is a small story within a larger story. So this moon is very workable. This weekend is very workable. And I'll get into more of the aspects with the full moon in just a second. But this is a situation where we have so much work to do and we can get it done. Okay. Then we're going to hit some pretty intense super moons that have a lot of a little bit harder to work with energy, right? April, May, and June, those super moons are going to be really intense for us. Mercury is, is retrograde again in May 29th in Gemini. There's eclipse season starting again in May with eclipses on the, on May 26th and June 10th. And then this summer, like in later in June, we have this Venus Mars conjunction in Leo. So Venus and Mars are going through it right? And that happens like late June and goes all through July, basically. So that Venus Mars conjunction is this summer. Venus and Mars are playing with each other over here in Libra, right? And they're trying to figure some stuff out before they get through it, before they go through it. There's a, the eclipse season is gonna be major this year and um we just have a lot of remember we have another saturn uranus square we had that back on valentine's day that happens again june 14th right there right after the eclipse after the eclipse season it's it's in the tail end of eclipse season but it's four days after that eclipse on june 10th right so we have the old versus the new clashing as an under undercurrent of this year, Saturn, Uranus clashing. They come into these really strong squares three times. Um, and not for nothing at very pivotal times, right? Mid-February on Valentine's day, mid June, um, right after the eclipse, right before the solstice. And then, uh, December 24th, right there on Christmas Eve, right after the solstice old versus new clashing, bashing of the heads. Right. But then we have all of this you know, Venus, Mars flirting and then playing together and then conjunct. And then, right. We have all of these themes and you really want to be getting it together because you can, because this is the time, right? This is the time to get it together. And this is going to be that full moon that you can work with and you can let yourself have these illuminations come up and you can dig into this stuff right? So with this full moon, there's an extra focus on our home and our family, our intimate relationships. Um, we have the work versus home. We have obligations versus desires, you know, tension versus pleasure. But at the same time, we have the moon, right? Being opposite Venus really increases our desires for love and affection, right? And, and it could go into jealousy. It could go into like, being bored, right? But you you want it. It's a time, it's not going to be a time where you don't want the love. You want the love. You want to feed into it. That moon trine Saturn is going to give you a good, good basis for thought, for patience, your instincts, your emotional capacity to handle um, you know, wounds and processing and things like that. All of that is going to be supported. Your your old ways can be reformatted, right? <laughs> you want to reformat how you handle things, how you show up, how you deal with your problems. We have that Venus sextile Saturn also, right? Venus is all up in this chart. 
this weekend, and it's all up in this full moon. So with the Venus sextile Saturn, it adds more of that need for companionship. You want to feel loved and valued and honored, and you want to love and value and honor another. It's reciprocal, right? This is a reciprocal weekend. So as you are processing your childhood wounds, you may even see a greater capacity within your heart to, to support your partner or your family in growing and acknowledging their own wounds, right? Because um, Chiron is there, <laughs> conjunct sun and Venus, opposite the moon, right? Chiron, the sun and Venus, I'm reminding you, over on one side of the chart and the moon exactly on the other side of the chart, right? So you're going to have this like, oh, I want to love you. I want, I want us to feel happy. I want to get along. I want our home to feel good, right? But then at the same time, you're going to have this, but you know, we have these problems we need to deal with. There's like this, the Chiron is there like, oh, but don't do it too quickly, right? Wants you to really get at some of the stuff right? It wants you to remember your wounds and do something about it, right? Because Aries, remember Aries and remember Venus and remember the sun. They want you to do something. This is not Pisces anymore, (laughs) right? They don't want you to just go into your bed and cry or get in the bath and cry and, and weep about it. This is do something, right? Please do something, do something, do something. Um, And I'm just going to give you a heads up. You know, I'm always watching my fixed stars (laughs) and I'm always kind of like, ooh. So in Aries, right, all this activity with Sun, Chiron, and Venus in Aries is just sort of right up against a fixed star that can give you some quick temper, that can give you some uh, heat, right? Some uh, bad decision making. (laughs) And so, Go towards the part of this that is more strong will, determination, being willing to speak up, um, being willing to talk about your problems, being willing to move through discomfort in a bold way and less about like, oh my gosh, like, let's just, you know, get drunk and break stuff and fight, right? Like that there's just that little bit of nuance there. Fixed stars, I always look to them for nuance. Um, and so the nuance with the fixed, fixed star, it could just be like either really giving extra oomph to that desire to connect and to work through things, or it could give that, that oomph, it could light a match in either direction. So just be wise about what, how you're speaking to people, how you're speaking to people. It really, this fixed star kind of gives us, um, fire in how we speak and what we say and how we react. And so you want to just be aware that that is there. And especially if you are an Aries. Okay. So especially if your son is in Aries around nine degrees, that's where this fixed star lives. Um, Elginib, right. And so this fixed star lives at nine degrees Aries. So if you have a son that's around like eight to 10 degrees Aries, this could be a nuanced thing that impacts you a little bit more. Um, if your Venus is around eight to 10 degrees Aries, you could feel this a little bit more. So those are two things to check in your chart. And if that is you just check it, 
right? <laughs> this weekend is all about, you have the tools. This weekend is all about connection. This weekend is all about creating this um, interconnectedness, love, right? You can handle this. Journal, meditate, use your oils, drink some tea, figure it out, right? Um, but those are going to be the aspects that you want to kind of look towards if that's you. Um, and so this full moon is good and it's activating, right? And for those of us, I know a lot of us in the toolbox have a lot of Libra, right? So we are having our Libras activated by this moon, our inner world. So what do you have, right? What do you have in your chart that's, that's up against this moon, right? And, and take to really take a strong look there at around 18 degrees, right? Um, or no, I'm sorry, eight, again, eight degrees. So um, eight degrees Libra, where is your stuff? Is it up against it? Is it being activated? How are your emotions going to play out, right? Just go, go into it and be prepared. This is a very workable full moon. Everyone's going to feel better on the other side of this moon. Really, truly. <laughs> so do, do your due diligence and give this moon an opportunity to help you figure it out. Everybody have a beautiful weekend.